Well, hey, thanks so much for checking out the Selah Leaders Podcast. My name is Nick Newman. I want to say thank you so much for being here today. Do us a favor, hit the like button, comment, subscribe, share. We would love for you to spread the word if this podcast is making a difference in your life. Uh, we are kicking off year two, season two. Something like that. Of the Selah Leaders Podcast. I've got our podcast guide with me, Darren Zook. Yeah, I'm here, and uh, I'm ready to kick off whatever this is. We we didn't quite math well, I think, last year. We got like season, or I'm sorry, we got episode one through ten. We skipped eleven. We did twelve. <laughs> like so, it was just it was different. You know, I if you know me really well, you know I'm not good at math uh, at all. But yeah, we realized like late December that we released episode 12 never <laughs> released episode 11 because technically we didn't start filming until february yeah. of last year which is pretty common for us uh during kind of the opening season of the year the first uh month we have 21 days of time where we pray and fast and kind of really seek after the lord and and that's why even you know in february um, this podcast is coming out later yeah. in the month because uh, really what we're going to talk about today has a lot to do with why this has been delayed. Yeah. Um, today's podcast is, is learning to say no or like what gets your yes. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why this podcast kind of has been delayed for this is based on everything else that we've got going on. It was like, Lord, is this something you want us to do? Because one of the things that I've learned, uh, Scripture says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah, And I think a lot of times we give God a yes to something in a season, never reevaluating whether or not he wants us to continue to do it. Mm. And so we just keep doing it and we keep doing it and we keep doing it. And then we go, man, why am I exhausted? Why am I tired? Right. The question is, did God tell you to keep doing it? Right. And so uh, we've kind of been asking some of those questions, and, and we feel like the answer is yes. And um, But if the Lord hasn't called us to do it, I'm not going to invest time and energy in doing it. And so I'm really excited to be here today talking about what it looks like to say no and really unpacking what your yes yeah. goes to. Yeah. Man, I love that. And I think one of the biggest things that I think about when it comes to saying no is it really comes back to priorities. It's what are we prioritizing? What are we putting first? How are we prioritizing to make sure that what what needs to get our most attention is getting our most attention? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not trying to throw like a, oh, look at my life and look at everything I have going on. But when we talk about like, how do you say no, like, I'm going to unpack some things today of like everything that's going on in my life so that um, you get a good gauge of kind of how I've determined what I say no to. And um, I started writing some of this content back in 2023 because I was having a conversation with our executive director. And at the time she was like, man, you're traveling and you're teaching at other places a lot. And, and I said to her, yeah, but, I've turned down 64 speaking engagements this year. Right. Like, I know it seems like I've said yes to a lot of things, but sometimes when we see someone's yes, we have no clue about their no's. 
That's that's true. Yeah. We have no clue how many things they've said no to. And what I've learned is every yes to something is a no to something yeah, else. Come on. Yep. Like if if I'm gonna say yes to book writing in this season, I'm probably saying no to some Madden. You know, like if I'm saying <laughs> or or you know, whatever everybody else is doing, right? I love fly fishing. Fly fishing has my yes in this, yeah, in, yeah. you know, if, and that's really what I'm going to do. If, if, you know, if, if it's like, oh, I could go and, and, and hang out and do this or that, I'm going to prioritize my rest over those things because I've learned every yes is a no to something else. And I think a lot of times if we're not strategic and intentional, we just say yes to everything mm-hmm. because I think we live with so much fear of missing out yeah, that we think every opportunity is God ordained. Yeah. And so we go, Oh, if this door is opening, then I got to jump through it immediately. Yeah. It looked like you wanted to say something. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I think <laughs> even in, even in the business world, I think one of the biggest things that I've always struggled with is just managing my calendar and managing it well. And I know that's something we've talked about on the podcast before. It's, you know, cause I know it's something that everybody struggles with, but you know, even when it comes to managing things like like your calendar and you see, you know, you're getting appointments coming in and different things like that in the business world, um, those double bookings, triple bookings, you know, you've got, hey, I've, I've actually, I'm triple booked at this point. So I can't, I can't commit to all of them. I have to commit to one of them. How would you say you prioritize, you know, those situations where those things come up? Man, I think the, so there's, there's two thoughts that I would have for that. And I think the first one really boils down to the fact that um, other people's urgency doesn't dictate your pace. Mm. So you see this in the story with the woman caught with the issue of blood, right? Or the woman, not caught, she has the issue of blood, right? right? Uh, there is the woman caught in adultery. Those are two different two stories. Two very different things, yep. Um, but the woman with the issue of blood, right, she's been bleeding for for 12 years, 10 years, I mean, a long time. And she comes to Jesus. She touches the hem of his garment. Um, But at the beginning of that story, you've got Jairus, who has a sick daughter. Mm -hmm. And Jairus' daughter is dying. A father comes to Jesus and is like, will you come save my daughter? And uh, and Jesus says yes, and they're walking. And and, and if you're not careful, you read these as two separate stories, but they're absolutely connected. Because while one somebody else's daughter has an issue so does Jairus's right, daughter right. right so they're walking towards Jairus's daughter to go heal her and Jesus stops in the middle of this crowd because somebody has touched him mm-hmm. and if I'm Jairus I'm freaking out yeah. I'm like hey man we ain't got time to stop yeah. Because Jesus' response was, oh, somebody touched me. Right. Yeah, dude, we're in a crowd. Right. You know? (laughs) Of course somebody bumped into you. We're in this big crowd of people. And and, and Jairus has all of this urgency because his daughter is sick. And Jesus is going to get there. But I think if we're not careful as leaders, we let other people's urgency Mm. dictate our pace. Mm. And so when it's this, and I've learned this in, in pastoral ministry especially, um, somebody is always in crisis. Yeah. But if I go into crisis mode every time somebody else is, I will burn myself out yeah. so fast. Yeah. Other people's urgency doesn't dictate your pace. Yeah. And so, like, 
I, I think that when it comes to in in the corporate world or even in the church world, uh, somebody always needs to meet. Yep. Somebody always has a problem. Somebody's always like, this has to be taken care of right now. And it's like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. And if you operate at the same level and frustration and pace and all that stuff as they do, you're not actually benefiting yourself at all. And so I would say one of the best things to do is like learn how to live level-headed with people who are in crisis and in chaos. Because if not, uh, every time somebody else is mad, you're going to get mad. Yep. Every time somebody else is in a hurry, you're going to get in a hurry. Yeah. And uh, learning how to manage your pace is really what managing your yes is. Yeah, man, I love that. Learn how to live level-headed. I love that so much because I think I think that's one of those things where, um, you know, I mean, you and I have talked a lot uh, over the course of the last few months about all the change that I've had going on in yeah. my life on the corporate side of things. And one of the biggest things that causes it is just that lack of that lack of vision and that lack of direction. And you're just like, Hey, so what is next? And it gets frustrating and you start to, you start to let those emotions get the best of you, but learning to live level headed allows you to make sure that you're slowing down your pace, giving yourself that opportunity to really think about it and recognize, Hey, I can manage these situations better if I also manage my time better as well. Well, and I mean, the truth is, I can't control what happens to me, Yeah, but I do get to control how I respond. Mm. And so if I decide on the front end, like how I'm going to respond to situations and stuff, life is going to life, you know, like there's going to be, there's always something. Um, and, and the, the longer you live, the more you realize everything you thought that was going to take you out didn't actually take you out. It's true. And so there's there's chances are high we're going to run into a situation like that, you know, in the near future. And if we already decide, like, I'm going to live with faith, I'm going to live with a posture of prayer, I'm mm-hmm. going to stay connected to community, I'm going to have rest rhythms, yeah. I'm going to make it, yeah. right? Because because God's bigger than whatever I'm facing. Right. And so those perspective things make a really big difference, like your pace, your urgency, all those things. I think that's what it looks like to be a leader. Yeah. Because people who can't manage their pace are not leaders, they're followers. Mm. When you let other people dictate your pace with their urgency, you're not leading. Yeah. You're just, you're following. Right. Because you're allowing them to lead you. Mm. And if God brought you into their life as a leader, lead them. Right. And 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 pace plays a big role in that. And so in this season of my life, I think that the best thing that I've figured out is that um, vision dictates what my yes goes to. Yeah, that's good. And when vision dictates your yes, it also drives your no. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, I'm married to an amazing wife, Tori, mm-hmm. that that's not changing. Right. 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 Um, I lead an amazing church. I'm the lead pastor of it in Mount Pleasant. And we, uh, we spent the last couple of years with Propel building out a teaching team, yep. uh, an executive team, uh, a lot of the infrastructure stuff so that our church was really in the position um, 
to where it could function without me, but be blessed by me. Right. Like I didn't want a lot of churches are completely dependent on their lead pastor for everything. And I wanted to figure out how do we build something that like, if something happened to me, it would totally be fine. Like it wouldn't be built on me at all. And I love what we get to do in the local church. And in that local church right now, we're building a facility, which, you know, it's crazy. It depends on what day you catch me on, you know, how I feel about that facility right now. It's going to be built hopefully before Jesus comes back. And then if he does come back before the building is up, I'm still debating on whether or not I'm going to care about mm. it. You know, I might be like, Lord, why'd you let me waste time on this? <laughs> um, but, but no, I, I really do. Um, like building that facility is going to be amazing. Yeah. And it's going to be one of those things yeah. of like, we can look back on God's faithfulness down the road and realize he covered it and he made a way. It was all good. Yeah. But right now there's like, there's not tension around it, but there's just unknowns because I mean, the cost of building is significantly higher than anticipated. And I've got the responsibility of being a good steward of our church resources. And so we're navigating that. Yep. Leading Selah leaders. Mm-hmm. And we're hosting events uh, for lead pastors. We're hosting stuff out west yeah. for the first time this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, guys are just doing some really amazing things. Really cool In stuff. the process of that, like in November, I felt like God said, I want you to write three books in 2024. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we released one in preparation for 21 Days of Prayer in January. Yep. Yep. Um, I've got one that's in editing right now and another one that's, that's uh, as soon as I can get out of editing, I'm going to finish. So, <laughs> so um, all of those are like really big things and, and kind of just to be fully transparent, because I think sometimes as leaders, um, people forget that we have real lives yeah. like outside of it. Yeah. Um, and so right now with my wife and I, we've been trying to get pregnant for over eight years. Um, we've decided to go down the journey of IUI Mm -hmm. and get pregnant that way. And so, um, in this next season, like the, I, I typically land on three focal points because if not, um, once you get into five, you're just like justifying busyness, mm. right? So I've landed on three things that are vitally important for me in the next season of uh, my life. And the first one is to be the best husband for my wife so that we can uh, begin to have children. Yeah. I hate the term start a family. Yeah. Because Tori and I are a family. You already are. Yep. Without, without kids. But... God has called us. We, we believe that he's given us a promise yep. for this. And this doesn't look like the journey we thought it was going to, but it is the journey that we're on. Yeah. And so being there for my wife and for whatever is needed in this next season, that's top priority. Mm-hmm. The second is faithfully leading our church through a building campaign. Yep. Now, most people would go, well, you're supposed to lead your church, like preach, like yeah. just teach. I only teach 35-ish weekends a year, and realistically, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, other people could teach, um, but but that's, like, the big thing, leading them through that that campaign and building this facility. And then the third would be serving pastors and church leaders. And those three things dictate what my yes 
goes to. So like I've been invited to speak at a bunch of conferences and things like that, but I've said no um, because it was like, hey, come to our small groups conference or our missions conference or this. But I got invited. Um, I've got an event in a couple of weeks with uh, a church that they are doing a, a team conference. It's all on church leadership. And and I get to strengthen and invest in their their leaders and their pastor and that's that's a yes yeah yeah because I can look back and say hey for the next season of my life these are the three things that I'm focusing on yeah man I love that and I think I think that one of the things that I think is so important too is it becomes so much easier when you've defined ahead of time what's going to get your yes yeah because then as those requests start coming in as different things start to you know stack up in your inbox or otherwise you're able to say hey yes and no really easily it becomes something that that feels really natural because of the fact that you've predetermined what's going to get that yes and what's going to get that no well and and i would just say as an encouragement like go ahead and write your no email mm. Like that, that sounds a whole lot easier than what it probably is in reality, but that's, that's a really cool idea. Well, I've already got mine and, and what it says is, Hey, thank you so much for insert invitation here. <laughs> okay. Thank yeah. you so much for this. Um, while this is an amazing opportunity in the next season of my life, I'm focusing on this, 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 and this. I'm unable to be a part of your event. Please keep me in mind for the future. Thanks so much. Insert there. Yeah. And, and you know, signature, sign off, whatever. And, uh, or there has been some instances, like um, I got invited to teach uh, at an event, and I was like, hey, I'm actually not the right fit mm. for like, it was a youth conference. And I can do youth conferences, right? I still feel like I'm cool enough uh, for, for those. Um, but I was like, Hey, I'm really not the right fit for you. Here's three people that I would recommend that I think could be a great fit for what you've communicated that you're looking for. And, uh, and that's what networking is all about. Right. So if I'm not the right fit, maybe somebody else is, but if you write your no email ahead of time, your no becomes a lot easier. Yeah. That's really good. And so we went ahead. I mean, I've got I've got kind of a no template uh, written out. Um, but what's super helpful is it does it brings that clarity for what I can say no to, what I say yes to, and and the goal is uh, that I create more time to do everything that I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we'll talk about time. I think in the next episode, yeah. but. You know, I'm really passionate in this season about doing what God has called me to do, not just what people expect me to do. And if I focus on that, then then that, you know, um, I think is, is ultimately what it's all about. And the big thing, because I just feel like there's a tension point that some people have, um, y- s- learning to say no will kill every ounce of people pleasing that mm. you have. Because the moment I remember the first time I said no to speaking at like a conference or an event, I felt so guilty yeah. 
afterwards. Like, I've put them in a bad position. They really wanted me. I should have considered this an honor. Mm. You know, and just kind of like, I ran the enemy ate my lunch. But obedience is better than sacrifice. Come on, yeah. So the question, as you look through the vision of like, what gets your yes, has God called you to do it? Mm. Has God called you to do it in this season? Because not everything you do has a ex like a uh, infinite shelf life. Yeah, we've we've started podcasts and killed podcasts. Yeah, I've started writing books and then like stopped. There was a book that I wrote a couple years ago that like it may never see the light of day. We got to chapter eight out of ten of editing this book, and I'm sitting around a table with people. And was like, we're not supposed to release this. Mm. Now that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm 200 plus pages into a book. I'm, I'm, I feel really good about it. Yeah, it's like it's not. We're not supposed to do it. And so I think there's this element we've talked about being, you know, a Christian podcast, yep. a biblical one. Um, at the end of the day, being led by the Spirit is where you find life. Mm. So learn to say yes. To the right things, right? By saying no to everything else, mm, so good. And there's, I think there's so many takeaways there. Like, I mean, even just thinking about, you know, for myself, like learning to say no to certain things, I think will make um, life a little less stressful too, um, because there's a little less that I think hangs over you when you feel like you have to please everyone, um, and and that that you know revolves just as much in the you know, in the business world as yeah. it does in, you know, the church and ministry world that, that we're a part of. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think the the best thing to remember is I remember I turned down a uh, speaking engagement that they were estimated like 12,000 people in attendance. And I was like, I would really like to do this. Everything in me was like, do this, do this. This will be amazing. <laughs> and just felt like the Lord said no and mm. when I said no, I was reflecting with, with God later on and just felt this sense of just because it's a no doesn't mean it's never. Right. But it is not right now. And if if I could provide an opportunity for you like that, yeah, don't you think I could bring one back mm. around? So good. That would be just as good, if not better. Yeah. And sometimes we mistake... Scripture is clear that the enemy only tempts us with what we desire. So sometimes, I know we're about over time, but um, the enemy will only tempt you with what you desire. So sometimes what the enemy does is he creates opportunities that look so good it seems like God. Mm. But the whole goal is to get us distracted from him. Yeah. And... God can provide for you way better than the enemy ever could. Mm, so good. So good. All right. So it's that time for our leader submitted question. Come um, on. And I think this one actually dovetails into another topic we're going to talk about shortly, but I wanted to ask it to you anyway. How do you manage your time as both the leader of a church, the leader of nonprofits and other things, and still have the time for family and for life and for those things? Yeah. So, I mean, some of it comes back to vision, comes back to priorities, yeah, right? And, and kind of the way we, we 
orchestrate and order um, our household mm-hmm. and our lives. But I, I think the um, the big encouragement that I would have is not everything has equal weight mm. and not everything gets the same amount of time in every season. So, for example, like I know, I think for the month of March, I'm in town six or seven days of mm. the month. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty tight. It's We've a busy month. Two lead pastor getaways. We've got a whole bunch of events and stuff like that going on. And, and it's kind of right before Easter. Um, but as I look at it, Tori, my wife, and I were talking. And uh, as we combed through it, she really, really loves spending time with me before I go away. And there's one conference in Florida that she really loves. Mm. And so uh, it's literally like the week before all of my lead pastor getaways, which is not necessarily a convenient time for me to go out of town because I'm already going to be out of town a lot, but her and I are going to a conference together. We're spending more time together. Um, because I know I heard Rich Wilkerson say something the other week and I thought it was like, gosh, that's such a word. He says, what we know about the future is that will, it will always demand more than what we currently have. Mm. And if it's going to demand more, then I want to make sure I'm storing up yeah. right now. And and so I would say don't be afraid to assess uh, everything in seasons. Um, typically, we don't assess until there's a problem. Yeah. But it's okay to go like and, and have conversations and dialogues, whether it's with your team, with your spouse, with your teammate, of like, hey, in this season, here are all the additional things that I've got going on. Like, at the home, I'm technically responsible for trash and things like that around the house. Well, dude, if I'm only in town for six days out of the month, right? it's, it's, it's not realistic. Yeah. But we're going to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, and so um, I think that's how open dialogue, assessing, and uh, making sure you know, like, keep those priorities in check. It's okay if you can't get it all done, but, and we'll talk about it in another episode, you have all the time you need to do everything God called you to do. Come on. So good. So good. And if you've got any leader submitted questions, feel free to uh, send those to us on YouTube, um, uh, in the comments section, uh, or uh, info at com. So you got any final thoughts for us, or you just want to close us out today? No, I'm going to have you quit asking me that. (laughs) No, I think, man, I'll close this out. Hey, listen, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe, share, tweet, X. Oh, oh. What? Wow. X. Yeah. Is that, what are they called now? I, I, I I honestly have no idea. Um, I, I, it's funny. You and I have this conversation a lot because you're not a big believer in Twitter uh, or what was Twitter and is now X. However, I was on it for a long time. My activity has taken a pretty steep decline. Yeah. I used to say Twitter is dead and nobody believed me. And then it technically did die. Uh, yeah, it's kind of dead. Now. It's it's dead. Well, I mean, it literally, the bird got shot and uh, was replaced with an X. Our post on Twitter called X's because you would have a lot of them. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Hey, wow. that, that is all we've got for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.
Hey, thanks so much for checking out this month's episode of the Selah Leaders Podcast. Darren and I are so grateful that you chose to spend some time with us today to check it out. But do us a favor. Be sure to hit the like button, subscribe, comment, share it with a friend, family, or another leader in your life. It would truly make a huge difference. Yeah, and if you'd like more information, jump over to selahleaders.com.